Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Great things. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Across from me is... Somebody. Mr. Somebody old. <laughs> Mr. Pleasantry himself. Hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> Don't give me no stuff. You he's, want a piece of me this morning? He, he's not a curmudgeon. <laughs> oh, no. He doesn't hate everything. I am grumpy. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> we are aware. All right. Well, I think some days you fit that description as well, my mm. friend. Hey, the other day I got corrected by one of our smart listeners who says, Mark, I sincerely doubt that your BMI was 131. Yeah, That, that I, would you make would you be about 1,000 pounds. pounds. Right. You would be worse than Jabba the Hutt no, it's if you remember him. Or haven't you seen any Star Wars movies? I, well, I've seen pictures of that. I, I think I might have seen one of the films that had him in it. Okay. Well, or her. Is Jabba one. a male? I wouldn't know. I never checked. <laughs> you got to lift up the folds and check. <laughs> I don't know that you could find anything under those yeah, folds. Right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence with a BMI of 31. Joe's got a BMI of 29. No, 26. Get out of here. You do not. <laughs> That's what the doctor told me. You're making that up. Well, all right. We'll go back and check. We'll calculate it during your... You know what your height and your weight are? Yes. Okay. Well, we'll check it during the off time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't necessarily have to do it on the radio. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company right off the bat because it's a super fabulous place that I've been to many times lately. Not that there's anything wrong with the vehicles they give me, but uh, we're kind of going through the cycle here, driving the off-road version of the Ford Bronco the uh, off-road track, the mud track, they call it, and it's an opportunity for you to enjoy a vehicle that's got a perfectly safe lift kit on it. How about this? It's got a lift on it, about a 3-inch lift and 30-inch tires, and big knobbly tires, too, and a shorter wheelbase. And guess what? All of the safety and anti-collision, everything still works on it because it's a new vehicle that's made to be that way. Less than 50 grand, right around the 40-ish mark, and i tell you what, it's a fantastic vehicle for you. It's one of the new Fords you can find at the Sunbury Motor Company or a new Hyundai or a new Kia. Get the order up a Tia Telluride. They would just love to put you in one of these uh, vehicles. It's one of the few vehicles in Consumer Reports that earns like a 99 on their score of 1 to 100. I think one time uh, some other Ford got 100, but uh, not lately. Right now that Kia Telluride is the almost perfect vehicle, and Ernie and Austin would love to put you in one of those at the Sunbury Motor Company. So do as I've done. Start out a vehicle search at sunburymotors.com and uh, they'll make you what many, many, many happy people are, and that's customers of the Sunbury Motor Company. We got Cindy standing by. Go ahead, Cindy. You are on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. I wanted to talk about the redistricting issues, if that's okay. Sure. No. Right. <laughs> yeah, Joe's <laughs> curmudgeonly today. No, go ahead, Cindy. Oh, oh dear. Anything but uh, what's been the subject now for months. 
Anyway, um, I am uh, surprisingly content with the maps that have been drawn. And more importantly, the redistricting map, both the state representative one and the federal one. Okay. Um, uh, Surprisingly, I'm now happy about this committee they've cooked up. Originally, when they were talking about removing the redistricting from the legislature's power and giving it to this committee of quote-unquote citizens, I kind of laughed because my perception was that it would be heavily weighted with political party pundits, I mean, not pundits, but powerful, and therefore is really, you know, just a function of the parties again. But that's not what they're doing. In fact, I'm impressed with the kind of heavy-handed criteria to be appointed to these committees. You can't have been in political office for five years, nor your spouse. Wow. You can't have served in a party function for five years. I'm happy to hear that. I feel like it gives the one million Pennsylvanians who don't belong to these two major parties a, a chance at a voice in these discussions. I'm also impressed and hopeful. I listened for a while to one of the testimony uh, sessions, one of the hearings that they had uh, was aired on PCN, and I was really impressed with the broad swath of Pennsylvanians who stepped forward, including young people with lots to say about the maps, not only because they're engaging in the discussion, but they were so informed it kind of blew me away. I mean, my eyes kind of crossed looking at these maps, and... uh, but they were quite articulate in what they saw and what they liked and what they didn't like. Now, I have just one final comment. In, the, in an article recently in the Daily Item, they kind of revealed what's really the contention here, which is that the two major parties seem to think that it's theirs to, we, the citizenry, are theirs to, dis, to um, dispense like the spoils of war, right? Here's your pile, here's my pile. They cherry-pick us. Well, the problem for me is that uh, that is what what the political parties end up having is irrelevant. That is not one of the criteria that the uh, should be considered when they're doing this. It is not about let's divide the state up, you know, one for you, one for me. It's supposed to be about those other criteria that they talked about. And if it ends up <clears throat> that one political party gets an advantage over the other, well, so be it. uh, That's how I see it. I don't hear any discussion about what about the Greens, what about the Independents, what about the Constitutionalists, what about the Libertarians. You you will hear discussions about uh, black people and Hispanic people. There's one area where there's a a large Hispanic population that moved in and whether or not that should be carved out so that they can elect a, a Hispanic representative. I mean, if we're all Americans, we should all count equally, and there should be no concern about whether we're black, white, Spanish, Chinese, Asian, whatever. We should just be people. And I was concerned about that when I was listening to the testimony. I'm guessing you're talking about the Allentown area? Yep. And they were going on and on about this. Uh, I don't think any district should be made in such a fashion as to protect any group of people, no matter what their category is. I don't want, you know, I don't want one carved out that has more women than men when you blithely assume that women will vote for women and men will vote for men. I don't want a, a group carved out, a district carved out that's, you know, mostly black and then just biased to believe that black people will only vote for other black people 
or Hispanic people will only vote. That's not what's supposed to be happening in redistricting. And it troubles me that they use race as one of the criteria. Can they do? Can there be any underrepresentation that we're trying to remedy in the past? I understand what you're saying. It's certainly we want a fair district, and fair excludes you know what what you're talking about. You know, carbon out of district that's mostly Hispanic specifically or something. But are we are we trying to make up for any lost time? Sort of affirmative action for redistricting, you know, where maybe individuals who are Hispanic have been underrepresented in elected office. But you know, the principle is, is that one, one man, reason that The principle is one man, one vote. Right. Woman, Obviously, I know that. I just said that, so that could give you an indication that I know that. But I know, but what I'm saying is that they're people. They're it, not. If I if I'm an so you can't a, look back. Well, if okay, I'm in a heavily no. if I'm That's in a heavily black or Hispanic district, and I'm running as a white person, don't I have to convince them that I'm going to represent their interests in a very satisfactory manner? That they will be top of my mind in terms of awareness. Why? Do, I agree with Sydney. Why does it have to be uh, a black person voting for a black person? I think that's again that's a form of bigotry. <laughs> That's what we believe. Yes, oh, they're is. only going to vote for black people. Okay, so yes, that's a no, then. That's fine. Believe me, just because a woman, I'll tell you, I'm a woman. You might have guessed that by my name. I, I'm not just going to vote for women. I, that would be ridiculous for me to take that stance. Nor, as a person of uh, Caucasian background, would I only vote for white people. Again, that's ridiculous. To suggest that I vote that way is to kind of make me mindless moron. I, I resent that description of me. And I don't think it's appropriate to uh, create districts that are weighted towards one group or another. I don't care who you are. Should we make it like an all-Presbyterian? Should we make an all-Muslim? Should we Ooh, make a... Lutheran. I mean, this just becomes untenable, Mark. I don't know Couldn't take how meatloaf. you... Mac uh, and cheese for everybody. <laughs> well, I, I understand what you're saying, so the answer from Cindy is also a no. But what I'm trying to say is, are there any cultural or previous fairness or justice issues that we can try to remedy by making it easier for somebody who's Hispanic or black to get elected? And I'm hearing from you and Joe 100% no. It's all forward thinking. We just want good government from good people who run for office and get elected. I, I get that. But I think if you're in a, a, a part of a minority and you say, well, we've been underrepresented in government for so long, here's an opportunity for uh, fairer representation in the, in our current government. Let's go for it. But you guys both Isn't say no. Isn't that racist? If I said, I, as a white woman, I'm upset unless we carve a district that will always elect a white woman, wouldn't that be bigoted, racist, et cetera, you know, make your list? Well, wouldn't that be? Ha, would you what would your reaction Would you say white women have been carved out of society, so the Cindy's of the world have been given unfair treatment for a long time, and now is an opportunity to speak up and, and to seek more justice? In what way, so that we'll just keep using this example, in what way have white women been carved out? of uh, government or decision-making in a manner that you think is unfair. You're kidding, right? Yeah, we were I think the last he's kidding, too. To <laughs> well, no, but I think if you are black or Hispanic, you could say that there have been injustices in the past. And I, I get you both. You both say 100% no. I'm just saying if you have an opportunity to represent an underrepresented culture or race or group of individuals or residents of a community who in the past we have not heard from because we have, you know, done fairer districts, you know, in terms of the broad region, that's fine. We get but what I'm you're just saying. saying that if you have 
have an opportunity to go back right. and remedy some past so error, what about if they what may about, want to do that. What about the Hispanic about people Native who live American in that district? Should yeah. we go in and make a district that just represents Native Americans? I don't know. You would have to ask the people that you, you know, you'd have to ask that group, ask those people. You know, you're continuing, the, you're continuing the division <laughs> in this country because you're, you're right encouraging that. us to think about people as black or Hispanic or Chinese or Asian. Why not think of us as Americans? And why not give right. us the chance to rise above what's happened in the past? Why do we always have to hark back and, well, we need to correct these prior injustices? Well, how do we correct them? They were committed in the past. You know, that doesn't, the fact that I elected a black congressman now doesn't mean that I've corrected the inequities of the past. We need to get past this stuff and live together as free, decent right. American citizens. Cindy? Well, you ahead. know, and Mark, a, a, uh, just a gross look at our Pennsylvania legislature. This is the Pennsylvania. There are white women. There are Hispanics. There are black people of both genders. There are people, multicultural. I don't know that there are any Native Americans, but there are people of many cul uh, cultural heritage already present in the legislature. They're not excluded at this point. So no. I don't understand. I mean, I think you're just perpetuating the bigotry. <laughs> I'm just asking. Only I, perpetuates the bigotry that people object to. All I did was ask a question to which you're sounding a very loud and clear no. That is, okay. there, is there anything that whoever draw these maps and you know carved out Williamsport or carved out Allen in the Hispanic neighborhoods in Allentown, uh, is that their motivation that they're interested in making it you know more fair for this particular group? The haves that are talking in this conversation say no. The have-nots say, well, maybe we want a greater voice. So now voice. you're characterizing us, characterizing us as haves, like we're some privileged individual. So you think everything is 100% fair and just for whites and same for blacks and Hispanics and other minorities? I don't think minorities? I have any more rights than anyone else. I don't have any fewer either. And your treatment has been exactly the same as blacks all in the U.S. Right, as a say, white. Let's say we decide that this is going to cure all the racial inequities of the past by making sure we guarantee one house seat but, yeah, for black giving people. Hispanics a Voice. That will ruin <laughs> so they your don't day. Have, they don't have a voice at all now. In other words, if I was elected in a largely Hispanic district, Somebody I would, I would cut culture. them out. Okay, so that's a no. That's all. That's fine, Joe. I got gotcha. you. Well, you keep bringing the same topic up, like you expect us to change our minds. I think it's a discussion, Joe. Um, I, 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 I could I be wrong. I think we kind of look at the whole thing differently. I I think what I think is that. Uh, I have faith in the American people to elect the person that they believe, given the opportunity, that they believe will do the best to lead them, whether, whether their opponent and that opponent's supporters agree or disagree with that. So whether I believe that Hispanic people, for example, will vote for someone they believe will do the best job to represent them, no matter what they look like, no matter what their background was. I believe that, you know, the black people in Philadelphia will vote for the person they believe will best represent their needs. I, I believe that. You don't, apparently. I'm you, just asking the that's question. to me, and that's <laughs> the bigotry in all of this discussion. I believe that uh, I vote colorblind, genderblind. I'm not going to vote for someone just because they're a woman. Or I've never voted for anyone just because they were white. Well, let's take Mark's argument one step further and say, all right, in Philadelphia, there are oppressed Republicans who have not had any chance at power forevermore. For Should let's true. carve out seats that just favor Republicans in Philadelphia. <laughs> well, we've had gerrymandering that has accomplished that on both sides of the aisle, not just... Uh, um, 
Republicans or Democrats. Right. Well, I'm not saying gerrymandering's right. It's a hundred percent wrong. And and even more troubling to me is that when only two of the political parties treat us like the spoils of war, discounting libertarians' independence. Um, there's a million other part other people than Democrats or Republicans, a million in Pennsylvania, and yet we're not even in this discussion. We're totally backhanded, excluded at every turn. So, yeah, Mark, I've been a member of the excluded group. I don't see the answer that I have to, you know, declare smoke and dam the libertarian, independent, and green party <laughs> mecca the world and of get Cindy's. everybody to move here and then demand in the next census uh, redistricting yeah, more that then they carve us out as a special place. No, that's not the answer. I got you. Okay, that's a Thanks. big fat no. All right, perfect. Thank you so much, Cindy. Really appreciate Bye. the call. Great, great thought-provoking. And most the most important thing she had to say today, I think, was Cindy talked about the ridiculous level of fantastic participation, especially in the young, young people submitting maps, arguing for and against various maps and various carve-outs and inclusions, and, and uh, really, it, it makes our our legislators look totally hapless when they come up with a gerrymandered uh, splotchy map that you know favors one party or another. The first house map favors Democrats. The new one favors Republicans. I mean, so observers say. But kids come up with fair maps that re- re- provide equal representation, including uh, minorities. For example, urban areas get a carve-out in some of the maps that were proposed where, uh, like, well, like we're talking about Williamsport getting a carve-out in the house map that was already Okay. All right. To be continued, we got to take a quickie break, but redistricting our current topic, we'd love to have you weigh in on this. One of our listeners sends us a note, says Lou Barletta corruption is the topic. Uh, we'll chit-chat about that. No, oh, your BMI is 26. No, no, I no, 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 no. What is the percentage <laughs> of the population in Pennsylvania that's black? Oh, I don't know, 5, 6, 7, 8%? Nope, 11.2%. Okay. Now, what is the percentage of the Pennsylvania House that is black? I don't know, 5, 6, 7, 9.3. Oh, There's pretty darn close. There's not that big a disparity, I don't think, do you? Okay, and what about Hispanics? What percentage is Hispanic? I don't know. I only had time to look up the one while you were rambling on. All right. There. <laughs> well, you did look up your BMI. I saw you do that right away. I did away. do that, right. It is 26. It so is 26. Congratulations. That's fabulous for uh, anybody. 1-800-795-9565. Eric Stan. By, we'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Percentage of Hispanics in Pennsylvania? Uh, 7.8%. Percentage of Hispanics in the state house? I don't can't find that number. Right. Maybe there are none. Maybe but does that mean... Maybe it's 7%. So there are no Hawaiianers or Pacific Islanders in there either, but, you know, 
Should we carve out a district? Should we find the Hawaiian, uh, you know, Pacific Islander population in the United and Pennsylvania and try and carve a seat out for them? Yeah, we should be stupid. That's what we should do, Joe. We should not pay attention to anybody in our state. So we're not that Americans. We're a, not Americans. We're uh, all we should individuals. Come up with stupid answers. Yes. Uh, yeah, That's stupid we answers. We're all individuals. We're we all part of some ethnic conglomerate, and that should be carved out. Of our Forget that we're all Americans. Forget we're Americans. That's not important. We we are ethnically and hyphenated Americans. Eric, you're on the mark. <laughs> uh, Joe, I'm going to agree with you a little bit there. What? Uh, yeah, because uh, this data is taken from the latest census. Is that right? Yep. Uh, that, that's how they're taking off the latest census we all filled out what, a year ago now? Something like that? Back in 2020? Yeah, 2000 a year ago. So, so on that census, you select and what you feel best fits your ethnicity, right? So, uh, of course, I can't, I can't select, you know, German. My wife can't select Scottish. We're, we're all considered Caucasian. But I, I wonder how many, you know, we have blended, my goodness, uh, blended ethnicities tremendously and you know we don't even you know so what, what do they put down i mean is, was there one not selected or something i'm not sure how, how, how that data is collected yeah, i don't think they give you an option that prefer not to answer <laughs> <laughs> so what i'm saying is our ethnicity really has been blended tremendously i would say in the last two generations but anyway uh, i'm going to agree with cindy as long as the caveat is hey something needs to be done especially on the state level uh I think it's ridiculous that here in Southern Snyder County, we we vote, and our our, our fellow constituents are yes, they're a mile away. I can look out my window and look right across the river and see houses over there. And you know what? I don't know who those people are. I've never met them. I don't sh- I don't shop where they shop. I don't you know. But it was done purely because Southern Snyder County, these these uh, these townships down here are are you know almost exclusively you know, Republican. I know. I look at the rolls when I go and vote, and I I made. Made jokes in the past how you know us eight Democrats here in Union Township all get together for for a <laughs> coffee clutch every other week and, and talk politics, but it's true. I mean, it, it, the, the the percentages are very much skewed, heavily Republican. And the last time we did this, they knew that, so they threw us over with Northumberland County, which was closer to fifty fifty, to try to skew it towards uh, towards the Republican side because the Republicans were in control of those decision makings at that time. But I, I should be voting for my state representative with the people of Eastern Snyder County or all of Snyder County in Steelings Grove. And we're, we're a commonwealth, so a lot of the power, a lot of the structure is based upon counties, right? So shouldn't, as much as possible, they try to keep counties together? Now, I'm looking at the current updated preliminary congressional plan. I think this is for a federal representative. And they have Eastern Snyder County in like six or seven, looks like Steelings Grove School District, is over and also it looks like Lewisburg School District. I'm trying to figure out districts and so forth. Are skewed over with Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, and all the way up through uh, Tioga and Potter counties. But just Middleburg and everyone else is skewed with all the way up from Warren County, all the way down, including Harrisburg, all the way down to the state line. That that district goes from the top to the bottom, from Warren County to Franklin County, and pulls in western. Snyder and Union counties. Now, I mean, that's the best we can do. I don't know. But <laughs> are you uh, sure that's the late, done, Are you sure that's the latest map, Eric? I, I thought they had abandoned that one district that okay. included part of Chambersburg in with our congressional district. The last I yeah, heard, that map one? had changed. Yeah, that's. Okay. It may be. I mean, I, unless they put it back um, in play. 
I'm trying to get a date here. It's it's PA redistricting Pennsylvania House Republican Caucus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that, that's what it's listed as. I'm not sure. Uh, December 8th, 2021. Uh, uh, there'd be newer Yeah, ones. there's newer ones than that. Okay. But something needs to be done. I mean, uh, you know, all I ask is, you know, that we oh. I, I be able to vote with people, or my fellow constituents. We got so another think, call. You know. For the state, for the state, let's try to keep these school districts together, shall we? All right, thank you, Eric. We got to okay, move you. on. Yep, appreciate that, Rob. Sorry for the wait, but you got two minutes before the top of the hour. Go ahead. Okay, that's about all I'm going to need. Did, it, did you guys forget about the last row office, statewide row office elections we had, where we elected an African American in Tim uh, DeFore and a woman as a treasurer? So doesn't that just make it who, whoever the person is? I agree with Joe. We're all Americans. We're all Pennsylvanians. We want to pick the best person for the job. It doesn't matter their ethnicity or their gender. All right. They're all Americans. Yeah, that's fine. I, I simply asked the question, and, of course, uh, I don't know if our white fragility got uh, stirred up or he what. He doesn't like I, the answers he's getting. No, I, if you answer no, that's fine. That's perfectly okay. The answer is no. I simply asked, is anybody who's helping to draw the maps or any of the drawn maps submitted interested in making up for lost opportunities for to represent Hispanics or blacks in, in Hazleton or in Allentown? And these, these good, informed folks and Cindy said no. No, and I agree with you. I mean, the map should be drawn based on Americans. If individuals in Allentown and uh, Hazleton uh, wish to get elected or wish to see people like them who look like them elected, they need to run them and get them elected, and you know, just like everybody else. So I'm all, all right, for I've it. I've got a question. I have a question. You got for ten you. seconds. Go ahead. What government uh, rights and responsibilities do they did you know are they missing because they're of a ethnicity culturally i know they're they're outcasts but you know and is there anything the government's doing that is uh, you know not letting them have certain rights I'm not sure about that. Yeah, that's a good question. Very good question. Uh, I'm sure somebody from that group or minority could answer better than I. I don't, can't think of one, but I'm sure it's possible. To be continued, call us back, Rob, if you're capable. This is WKOK Sunday. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here, super duper mayor of the borough of Shimoka Dam, and he's run been re-elected many, many times to council positions and mayoral jobs, and he's just a super elected leader. So when he talks about what elected leaders uh, do when they support everybody in their district, he knows of what he speaks, and so that's a feather in his cap, I think. Mr. Rob Setters on the other side of the glass, fabulous producer. He's been in radio for 30-plus years and is doing a great job, and so we're always excited to have uh, him doing a fantastic job screening calls and taking good care of us, so we appreciate that. 
that. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show. I play a liberal on the radio and try to ask pointed questions just to irritate Joe, and so far, so good. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. It's an open line. You can call us. We've been talking about redistricting and the minority implications and the new maps. Uh, Joe looked up the map, and uh, Eric was 100% uh, factually correct that the most current map shows Fred Keller uh, moving into a portion of, what is that, Franklin County over there, and where yeah, else? Franklin County, uh, the south, it would run, it looks like, from the center part of the state south, uh, and it looks like Snyder County would be at the f- extreme northern end of the district. It doesn't go from the Maryland line to the New York border, as it, as one earlier, earlier map showed, but it does include, it does put, according to this map, it puts Congressman Keller and Congressman Joyce, both Republicans, in the same district. They would have to run against each other. Now, John Joyce currently is the congressman representing uh, Franklin County, and that's where Chambersburg is, which would be about the largest city in the district because Harrisburg is carved out of this district. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Wise choice. All you right. can see, it's actually carved out. Okay. So. All right. Well, to be continued. Yes. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, Eric, uh, that is uh, it's an expansive district, but nothing like... Which, Glenn Thompson. Yeah, Glenn Thompson. What is that, the 5th district up there? Uh, what is the number? Actually, Congressman Keller would be running in the new 13th district, according to this map. 12th district would be Glenn Thompson. Okay, 12th up there. And... Um, Damn user shifts up and up east. And, well, to the north, he has the northern part of the northern tier down to about the Allentown-Bethlehem area. Maybe he can move back to his other house. He might be able to. Because <laughs> he had to move to Dallas to stay in the district. And Matt or, Cartwright, well, he moved to Dallas. Matt, Matt Carpwright still has the upper end of the state on the east. In Pocono region. Right. And then, uh, of course, Philadelphia has, what, four or five congressmen. All right. so. Redistricting is our topic. We'd love to hear from your opinion on this. Uh, we got three sets of maps out there, so make sure you're 100% clear which one you're talking about. We're talking about the U.S. congressional maps at the moment. Earlier, we talked a little bit about the state house maps, and of course, there's a state senate map. Nobody's complaining about the state senate map; it doesn't seem to make too many significant differences. And uh, of course, the state house map adjusts everybody's house district a little, so we can talk about that. And of course, the uh, congressional map is a real barn burner, and uh, I would and supposedly pundits say it favors Democrats. So, uh, to well, be you know, the, dif- the difference is that the congressional map is drawn by the state legislature. Not not by any nonpartisan, supposed nonpartisan group. It actually is drawn by the legislators themselves. Right, or the state Supreme Court under extreme circumstances. But that's another topic. All right, on the mark, sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Do what I've done. Buy your next vehicle based on what you found online. First, our toll-free line now open, 1-800-795-9565. And we have another call coming in. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Oh, guess what? I haven't checked the text lately. I'll have to do that. Uh, 70236, include the keyword OTM. We do have some very brief news headlines here. State police say they have heard two complaints lately about a juvenile detention facility in the Valley. Troopers say the North Central Secure Treatment Unit was named in two recent child line reports. The reports allege physical abuse of juveniles who were in the care and custody of the NCSTU. No comment from them. Pennsylvania recorded its third high 
highest cases of COVID-19 since the start of the pandemic. That, of course, not good news. Where is the good news in here? How about the Valley cases? Uh, just 300 cases Valley-wide, believe it or don't. That's, in one sense, a new or good news, and that means we're starting to plateau. Hospitalizations down and locally and no deaths in our area. So I told you I'd emphasize what might be good news. Here's some good news from the city of Sunbury. The start of a new chapter is underway for the Sunbury Police Department. Our first couple days here, we sat in the office and just kind of looked around. It was just like, man, we've come a long way. And I really couldn't have done it without the officers that are currently here. They're hard workers. I can't thank them enough for the work that they have been doing in the midst of moving major instances we've had. So I'm pretty thrilled right now. Sunbury Police Chief Brad Hare, who's seen the many recent highs and lows of the department, says now Sunbury officers are enjoying working in their new building on Arch Street. We still have a lot of work to do to get it ready, but it's very workable right now, and uh, we couldn't be more happier for what the uh, city has done for the police department at this time. I think when the public sees what we have here, they're going to be pretty ecstatic, too, uh, that the city is investing in their own departments. It's a big plus for economic development also for the city. The over $1 million project to renovate the building at 337 Arch Street began last spring, and officers recently moved in. Chief Fair says remaining work at the new building includes the creation of a child-friendly interview room thanks to the Sunbury Arts Council. They're going to paint the room up a little softer tone for a police department because obviously there's a lot of times there's trauma that when we're bringing in these the families and it's very traumatic to children. So one of the things that I wanted to do was make sure to soften the tone up for them. When they come in, they have a place to go for them to kind of be where they need to be while we're doing our job. Air says corporate sponsors will also be mentioned in the building. Those will be named at a later date when officers host a grand opening. He said officers are helping to prepare for the installation of a backup generator at the rear of the building. That device is partially funded through donations. We have lots of photos and video of the new police building at WKOK.com. Matt Catrillo, News Radio 1070, WKOK. The State House, as we mentioned, recently approved a new U.S. congressional map that nonpartisan analysts say has a clear Republican advantage. Its fate would remain uncertain. It will all recall the latest U.S. congressional districts in use in Pennsylvania were actually drawn by the state Supreme Court. From Belfont, about nine months after making a major change, Belfont Area School District will return to being the Red Raiders. The Belfont School Board voted last night to rescind two motions approved in 2021 related to the district's controversial nickname and use of Native American imagery. The decision came after nearly four-hour school board meeting, followed by a spirited public debate. The separate resolutions, one to rescind the removal of the Native American imagery, allows the Belfont School District to go back to being the Red Rager Raiders. This changes after a group of conservative activists uh, ran for and got elected to the Belfont School Board. Good for them. All right. One in, yeah, we want people to participate. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Good morning. Uh, we're all Americans, correct? Absolutely. I thought so. Okay. All right. Now, I got one question for any reapportionment, redistricting, whatever. Why don't they take the map of the state, draw some straight lines, and put the districts in straight square boxes. <laughs> right through towns and things? Wherever. Yeah, I guess you, you know, could. They, they got to have, have, what, a certain number for each representative, correct? That's correct. Okay. 
So, I mean, like Philadelphia, I had, you know, what is it, a million or so people down there? I'm not sure what the numbers are. Whatever they are. So that's divided up in, say, the congressional district. There's what, two congressional districts down that area? Uh, more than that. In Philadelphia. Three, okay. Yeah. Three. Make, make, make square lines, straight lines. Straight lines, I don't care if it runs through a neighborhood or what it does, straight lines. Because it's up to the person running for office to convince the voters of those districts that they are worthy of their support, plain and simple. And if they're not worthy of their support, I don't care what party they come from, then they don't deserve to be elected. Okay, but you're saying there should be no considerations at all other than bodies. They're Americans. Other than they're Americans and there's people. All right, but they have put some common sense rules into effect. Like, you know, you should try and keep counties together. You should try and keep uh, communities together, right? You shouldn't arbitrarily uh, just carve people out and move them around as if they are pawns in a chess game. But that's what they do. Well, no, they're not they supposed do. to do that anymore. <laughs> but they still do. Because, you know, they're talking about, you said Harrisburg is carved out, okay? Harrisburg is part of what, Dolphin County? Yep. There's more than just Harrisburg and Dolphin County. Now, I don't know what the population of Harrisburg, and I'm no, I know you probably do, Joe. Uh, somewhere around 57, 58,000, I think, okay. these days. So Harrisburg? the surrounding area, the whole county, used to be more. has a population of what? Okay, so you have to take the top part of the county off and include that with Harrisburg and let the chips fall where they may. Well, okay, but let's say people in Snyder County. I think Eric made an excellent point uh, a few minutes ago when he talked about the, the fact that part of the district that he's in right now, House District, includes people who live across the Susquehanna River. Now, there's no bridge where Eric lives. <laughs> he doesn't know those people, doesn't shop where they shop, doesn't you know have belong to their school there. district or anything else. So they have really no community of interest. And I think to the extent that there are communities of interest and they can be kept together, they should be. But I think think a black person living in Lower Snyder County and a white person living there and a Greek person living there and a Catholic person living there all have a certain community of interest. And so they belong together. They shouldn't arbitrarily be split up unless there is a really compelling reason. Okay. So we start with county lines and you keep them as straight as possible instead of running them halfway across the state then up and down and around just to get the number of people and to, and to fill in for whatever political party. I don't care what political party. They should be kept in straight lines to gather the people that need to be gathered. If there's major communities in that area, then you keep the major communities within one district, and the surrounding area is brought into that district in straight lines okay. as best possible. Mm -hmm. But we never do that. We carve it out, you know, to, to advantage to one side or the other. Now, I could tell you it doesn't matter <clears throat> what district I'm in. I will never vote for a Democrat. I have seen what the Democrats want to do and are doing, and I will never vote for one. Okay, local, federal, state. I don't care. They're all They're, they stay in They stay in lockstep. No, whether one may or may not agree with them, they stay still stay in lockstep with the party, and the party is just wrong. If they voted independently from their party, I would understand that, and I could maybe vote for them. But generally, once look, all you got to do is look down south at D.C. Every one of them vote the same way, whether they agree with it or not. The radical agenda, they vote in lockstep. Have you heard of Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema? 
Kirsten. Well, right now, they, maybe they shouldn't be Democrats. I don't know. But right <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, they're, 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 they're oh, no. She, Joe Manchin believes in the in the housing. The, 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 ah, now I'm thinking, you know, the, the way the Senate has always run it, the traditions of the, the rules Senate, of the Senate, the rules with the filibuster. Rules. Yeah, the rules are the traditions of the Senate. Whereas Mr. Chucky there. He's in 2005. He was decrying the republic. I'm not sure. I don't remember what was going on. Was something about judges, about them wanting to break the filibuster. Where Harry Reid is the first one that did it for judges, but he was decrying that the, you know, the, the Republicans were going to do away with the filibuster rule. And what happened? Now who's crying the blues that they need to do away with the filibuster rule because they're not getting their way? And that's exactly why he said that the Republicans doing because they couldn't get their way, so they were going to. Yeah, there was, the rules. there was some interesting video on this morning of uh, Joe Biden back in the day and um, uh, Chuck Schumer both know. completely saying that it was just a Republican power grab trying to change the rules of the Senate to get rid of the filibuster. Oops. <laughs> yeah, memor- memor- memories are short, aren't they? And a good thing no, for but video. hypocrisy has a long range in ha- in Philadelphia oh, and ha- it, I'm sorry, in, ha- in Washington. <laughs> and it goes to both parties. I fully understand that. And but you know, right now they're they, what they want to do is completely take over, make federal election, you know, the federal government in charge of all elections in every state, down to the where the voting districts, where the voting places can be. All right, we got other. Well, calls. They have no business doing that. All right, Fair thank enough. you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Stan. Much appreciated. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Uh... Here, I'll move this over so you can see it. It's it's kind of a good one. It says, Mark, since you ask what percentage of Hispanics in Pennsylvania are part of Harrisburg government, do you think it's a problem that only 1% of U.S. mountain climbers are black? You people make everything about race. <laughs> Look, I'm not a you people. I just asked the question. Oh, you're definitely a if you people. One of the, if urban areas, some urban areas are carved out in this map so that certain people of a certain culture might have a better chance of getting a voice. Are they trying to make up for lost opportunities of previous injustice? I'm not making anything about race. I'm just asking a simple question. You said that they get a voice. You imply that they have none now. I didn't say that. I but said in the it. past, whoever drew these maps, are they trying to make a previously marginalized group have a greater voice? More and, people and you said firmly that answered that the answer is no. More people were concerned about whether or not they carved it up Republican or Democrat. I don't hear people talking about race in this issue uh, more as much as I hear people saying, well, this is unfair. The Democrats have an edge here. The Republicans have an edge right. there. Well, that is very true. That's what you mostly hear about. Mike, your patience is astounding and appreciated. Go right ahead. 
take advantage of my time off this. Yeah, sorry. Hey, uh, every week, it seems, we're, we're hearing a different threat to American democracy. You know, it was the white nationalists, it was the Trump supporters, you know, systemic racism. And now it seems to be the, the voting laws, the restrict, the quote, restrictive voting laws that we had, you know, when we had record turnout last time, you know. So I, I, I don't get that. Okay. Now, I believe President to, Biden. I believe President Biden said the Republicans are a dagger at the throat of civilization. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. Now, if if that isn't a veiled threat against uh, Republicans, I I mean that's just it's horrendous. You know, the, people talk about the rudeness and sometimes ignorance of Donald Trump. Yeah, Biden's right there with them. I think you know when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know, and he, and he gets a free a free pass, and and that's what I want to. When I talk about free pass, I'm talking about the free pass from the media of all the the things that the Democrats are doing. And to me, the greatest threat to democracy. And when I say democracy, I'm going to wrap in the American culture, free market, economy, capitalism, freedoms. All those all those things to me go in to democracy. That's part, that's part of it in my p- picture, in my book. But the greatest threat to democracy right now is the incestuous relationship between big tech, the mainstream media, and the Democrat Party, which is controlled by the left. Okay, So these people, you know, when you talk about a dagger to the throat, they have got their hand right around our throat and the other hand is covering our eyes because they are not presenting anywhere near reality on the news anymore everything is narratives everything is uh, pushed down people's throats and there's a there's a thing going on right now people are talking about it and i'm i'm not heavy up on it but you know i'll, I'll bet you joe you'll be able to summarize it for for myself and the, your listeners it's called mass psychosis formation are you familiar with that, Joe? Heard the term, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not a psychologist, so I, I understand that it involves uh, political indoctrination as part of its thesis. Exactly, and it's, and again, I'm not, I'm not an expert on it by any stretch of the imagination. But what it comes down to is narratives and words are constantly pushed into people's brains when they're under a state of fear and uncertainty that it essentially brainwashes them, okay, to think and believe a certain way. And, and I don't know if it was a caller on your show or another station I'm listening to, but this, and I'll tell you what, you know, a lot of times I, I feel bad, you know, when I hear, you know, people talking about, you know, not having money, not having housing, getting evicted and all that. But this was a guy that called into a station, and it may have been your show, I don't know, and he said that he worked during the entire pandemic, and his job was to clean the HVAC ductwork in nursing homes. Okay, so we all know where many of the deaths were occurring in the beginning, and this guy was going in there and, and working in these conditions in nursing homes. You know, and he, you know, I'm sure he felt like his life was threatened, but he needed his job. He wasn't, you know, getting paid to stay home, extra money, and all that. And he said, you know, no one called me a hero. And now that the, that part of the pandemic is, quote, over, he doesn't want to get the vaccine. There were no vaccines available when he was doing that particular job, but he doesn't want the vaccine. And he feels that he is being ostracized. 
you know, somewhat, you know, being called the problem. He's the cause of the current pandemic because he doesn't want the vaccine. And, and where does that come from? That comes from a bunch of narratives that the Democrats are pushing. Now, the last time I'm going to say, there's a guy, his name is Dr. Robert Malone, and he had a three-hour interview with a guy, his last name was Rogan. And I have to say, it was one of the best interviews I've ever heard. This Rogan guy asked unbelievable questions, and the uh, Roland dude, he was evidently involved in the uh, discovery and uh, development of the uh, messenger RNA vaccines. And he had a lot of things to say that the Democrats don't want to hear, okay? He's being censored on just about every platform, and now he's still available on the thing called Spotify. And you can listen to that there. It's three hours. It's quite an investment. But the pressure to go after Spotify to get him off there is intense. So I don't know how long he's going to last there. They may have to buckle. And the one one thing, the telltale here is... This dude, Roland, Dr. Robert Roland, I believe his name is, he speaks very eloquently. He doesn't sound like a political zealot. He's a scientist. He helped develop the messenger RNA. He answers in plain language for people like myself to understand what he's talking about. And the attacks on him are relentless. I mean, if you if you just Google his name, you're going to see, well, the Atlantic calls him a a flunky or something like that. It's just on and on and on. Probably and a quack. To me, <laughs> Probably call him a quack. <laughs> quack, yeah. And, and you know, that, that to me is part of that, uh, I guess the idea of that mass formation or mass psychosis formation is that, that a certain segment, about 40% of our population, you know, that lives in front of CNN, MSNBC, NPR, and, you know, believes everything that they hear, they've uh, thrown all questioning and logic aside. Those people, in my mind, and their relationship to the Democrat Party and that conspiracy, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, an actual conspiracy. You know, a pack of wolves know how to hunt their prey. All right, we got another call. Go ahead. Okay. Wrap up. Okay. The last thing I want to say is all these threats to our democracy that the Democrats are saying, just point the finger right back at them and the things that they want to do with this culture. All right, we got you. Thank you yeah. so much, Mike. Very Thanks, much Mike. appreciated. Thank you. Take care. Dale, you're on the mark. Uh, please give us some clarity. we got a lot of bias, unpartisan information going back and forth. And we need to hear about the CIA yeah. and the Bar Association. Well, if you explain to a 16-year-old about how the voting process works, okay, and you tell them, well, there's two parties, Democrats and Republicans, and they belong to a, a, a certain group called the Bar Association. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, Knew they and were in there. And this country's been in decline for 30 years, 50 years. And you tell them, when you get 18, you got to vote. But what if one of the members, and they say, what if one of the members of the Bar Association, am I going to fix anything? Basically, my answer will be no. So... Well, what about the now, CIA? They're 16-year-olds. Their brain is fresh and smart, okay? They're learning. So you're... So basically, they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot, correct? Nope. Or you're an old dinosaur, you're going to vote anyway. Right. So I just want to tell people who have voted in the last two elections, when they sign this bill back better tomorrow, you agreed upon that because you voted someone who's a bar association. So if you're part of media, the uh, Justice Department, IRS, NSA, police, CIA, FBI... 
you're all part of bar association. You're not part of the private sector blue collars. You're all ganging up on on the private sector blue collars. So, so don't cry because you know Mitch don't McConnell cry to you. Find it. Right. This is free money for all bar associations. It's not about Democrats or Republicans. It's if you really, bar if you're really paying attention to the media and the news, you probably think there is a difference. But so, there is yourself, not. Okay? Pretty clear that the bar association and the CIA run the media, right? No, they're all part of it. They're all part of it. They, who controls the FBI? Come on, Joe. Be respectful. All right. Joe, we Joe got... you're telling a 16-year-old kid what's the difference between politics, okay? And you're trying to tell them there's Democrats or Republicans. But you can't lie to them and tell them they don't belong to a bar association because, I mean, this is... It's are a they dues-paying members, now? Dale, are they dues-paying? Are you going to tell me Liz Cheney, you're going to tell me somebody's not going to jump the gate and get that free money? You gotta be kidding me. Uh, are they dues paying members of the bar association or are they just associate members? Just Don't up? even kid him. You know, you know that that's what the mafia used to racket. They used to have districts to the mafia, but you had to always pay the big boss. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, you no. gotta contribute. Okay, so you're saying this country in the last 30 years has been on an incline, right? Not a decline. On an incline? Yeah, I think we're going yeah. up. I mean, to the extent uh, okay. the bar association will permit it. Okay, why ain't no one ever, any elected, subsidized bar associate member giving on the radio and, and having a debate? Because it's all a scam. It's a we scam. just had a member, we had of, the a member of the bar association here yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> He's not the I'm first. I'm just telling you, I mean, I hope they sign this bill and spit in your face because then you guys <laughs> going to, then they're going to tell you there's a reason you got to uh, vote the midterms. You got to vote the midterms. <laughs> They're going to look at you like you're, you're like there's something wrong. You, hold on, you just explain how it works, and you're going to go vote. Okay. Brutal. Phones could not I think be. The dinosaurs any... need to hang up the television. Thank you so much, hang Dale. Thank. Yes, let's hang up the television. Thank you very much. Phones <laughs> could hang up a television? Cannot be any more open than they are right now. So call in with your viewpoints. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. We're talking about redistricting and uh, the congressional districts. And I asked a question: uh, Was race a factor in some of the other maps that might carve out a section of Hazelton or Allentown? And uh, we've heard a resounding no. And and it should not be. Race is a factor in the Red Raiders adoption at Belfont. Is that or Native American? Native American. Okay, so that's a, more of a nationality, I guess, associated with that. One eight hundred seven. That was in the news. We talk about that. Belfont's going back to having the Red Raiders. Nothing could make Joe so happier. So is there hope for the Washington Redskins? Uh, well, yeah. If conservatives take over the team, well, I guess is the owner of the Redskins conservative. I think he buckled under pressure. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, that's probably not going to change too much. All right, but Belfont's kind of isolated, so they get they can stay in their little bubble. Well, we have the Shikalimi Braves, don't we? Right. Lots of, lots of teams have Indian references. So Native American references. Right. See what Joe said. All right, 1-800-795-956. I'm woke. Six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you start being woke today? About three. About three thirty. Three thirty. I figured. All right. He's been woke for several hours. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. You can email us. You can email us and on the market WKOK.com. You can do something no one has done. Text us at seven zero two three six. Include the keyword OTM. Chuck Schumer is going to pass that bill and spit in our face. <laughs> Ouch. 
All right, here's some good news. We were just talking about uh, f- uh, false information on the mainstream media's, uh, media. Uh, fact checkers say YouTube is full of baloney. <gasps> More than 80 groups who investigate misinformation say the video platform isn't doing enough to stop misleading content from spreading. A letter to YouTube says their website is being weaponized to manipulate and exploit people. The fact checkers suggest YouTube use independent, non-political organizations to help debunk disinformation and improve its information ecosystem. Very interesting. Yeah, but, you know, uh, uh, Mike was just talking about the media is full of false information or biased information. But uh, doesn't everybody know that? I mean, isn't everybody, nobody's afraid of, uh, like, nobody's afraid of the snowstorm on Monday. Should we not talk about it because somebody might get scared of the six inches of snow? Well, I mean, we talk about misinformation. Uh, Dr. Malone, uh, apparently they've accused him of spreading disinformation about the viruses or false information. Aren't opinions permitted anymore in this country? I mean, if he well, can back it up with say no. if he can back it up with scientific facts, you know there are alternate facts. We kid a lot about the, the um, that what was that lady's name? I forget her name now. The the one who just signed on to help. Uh, oh, Kaylee McEnany. Kaylee McEnany, yeah, with her alternate facts. But you know there are certain facts that tend to show one thing, and the same set of facts could show something else, or a different set of facts relevant to the well, same well, general well, topic could show like a different I, thing. I pointed out. People bring their bias to their eyes and to their ears. They hear and see what they want to. And now more than ever, you know, now you can look at a uh, at this redistricting map and say it favors Republicans. Well, we looked at that map, and I, I, don't, I think it hurts Republicans because well, I, I look two Republicans have to run against each other. I look more at what Joe Biden's doing. You know, he's going to bring us together. He's going to unite the country again. He's going to end this division. <laughs> that didn't work And yet out. he gave the most divisive speech I've heard from a president since Donald Trump. I think he's... Uh, abandon the unifying tone. Yeah, all even, of his remarks. We remember his, of his own party. Al Sharpton had some criticism of him this morning for being that strong. Well, look at the division in both of the political parties. Look at the extreme difference. Look at McCarthy now versus January 7th versus when he was first uh, elected the minority well, and leader. Mitch McConnell, I mean, who is no... Started out a reasonable person. Mitch McConnell is no stranger to hypocrisy, but his speech yesterday on the Senate floor I thought was reasonable when he pointed out that President <laughs> Biden was not acting very presidential yesterday. So they're capable of, uh, you know, and we pointed out when Donald speech. Trump wasn't acting presidential, we need to point out that Joe Biden's incapable of doing that. It almost seemed like silent, like rage to me, like, you know, I'm not going to get what I want. So I'm going to call everybody who disagrees with me a racist, you know, so I'm either, Biden's I either talking. agree with him or I'm Bull Connor. I either agree with him or I'm George Wallace. I either agree with him or I'm Jefferson Davis. What kind of talk is that? Aren't we entitled to a different opinions in this country anymore? No. we got to have fact checkers to get everything screened first. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Pick something that's in front of you. And okay. Then, I like uh, this one. Any map. This is from Tom, by the way, from Sunbury. And I don't think Congressman Keller represents him anyway, does he? No. He's a Barletta okay. guy. Okay. He says, any map that gets Fred Keller out of my hair would be a good map. The worst representative we ever had. If you like photo ops and no votes, he's your man. Jeez. How fast Son can Tom. somebody text? Uh, yes, I said Barletta. It's Muser. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Ninth District. Uh, right. All right. Here we go. Al's ready to go. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, that, I've watched that speech. That was so dis- dis- uh, divided. He's dividing us and calling us enemies. 
in the uh, red states he called enemies. Right. Um, that's like Civil War talk, isn't it? I wouldn't go that far, but it certainly isn't uniting talk. Well, yeah, where are we headed here? Would be a, What's the logical outcome of extreme division in the U.S.? Well, there's, uh, it's written in the Constitution, and I think it's damn well time we do that and go right back to a government that has courthouses, jails, a big army, and get the hell out of everything else, and a nice police force, you know, and, and get out of the psychological business, get out of the medical business, and leave that to the American people that made this country great. How about the Bar Association? Where do you stand on that? Now, you know what they say, there's all kind of jokes about that. <laughs> I've known good lawyers and I've known bad lawyers, and and Roger was one of the good ones. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm coming from a long line of working from people that really have a lot of common sense, and uh, what's going on right now is just crazy. It's in this world. We have hostages still over in Afghanistan. Our people are held hostage and almost 20,000 of the people that helped us. I have to stop you there, Al. I'm part of the mainstream media and I'm not permitted to allow you to discuss that any further. <laughs> and if Joe Biden wanted to get a little bit of respect back, he'd call up Afghanistan and say, hey, I want them all on a plane in a week or you aren't going to have any airports, you aren't going to have any of the roads, because every investment we put in there, we're coming back and we're get out of the road because we're going to bomb it until you can't use it anymore. If you don't want anybody dead, send everybody over. Well, it's not only Americans yeah. there, but there's dozens and dozens of allies to the U.S. that were left there 20, as well. 20,000 allies. 20,000 allies and um, thousands of Americans. And you know that they're costing us $15,000 a day to keep them in safe houses. And you can give to these organizations, but the safe house is more of a, uh, well, they're being safe, but they're also paying what you call a ransom to keep them safe. And that's $15,000 a day. When the money runs out, they, they come in and they uh, behead them. So, you know, it's a tough situation over there. And if he wanted to gain a little bit of respect, He'd go back over and get our Americans that are left hostage in Afghanistan the way he got out of there. And that's the biggest thing he did so far. Okay. I'm talking about it. Well, yeah, we're all, the only people we're allowed to allow in the U.S. have to sneak over the southern border. No one from Afghanistan is permitted in the U.S. Sorry. No, and two million people came in this country this year, and we have nothing... Last year, you mean? That's three or four states. How are we going to take care of all these people? Well, ice flights. We've gone a long way from the redistricting discussion. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yep, we got you, Al. Thank you so much. Maybe we ought to be talking about that. All right. world's gone crazy. I think we just did. Have a good one, Dom. You too. Take care. The public is gone down. We've talked about that a couple of times. All right. Uh, texts are right on topic. Okay. The text says, the facts are Fauci lied. People died. Biden lies daily. That's the fact. And then, uh, let's see. Put up or shut up. You have until January 18th to file objections to the proposed state legislative oh, maps. Okay. 
Okay. I'm assuming that's directed at me discussing race as it relates to redistricting. This redistricting plan is a way to delay the May 17th primary election. It's a plan by the Republicans to have it decided in court. Call your representative. Really, the the Republicans will be insane to do that. The majority on the state Supreme Court is heavily Democratic, even with the election of Kevin Brobson. He replaced a Republican, I think. And so I think it's like five to three or something like that, four to... It's, it's a very heavily Democratic majority on the state Supreme Court. So the Republicans would be foolish to hope it got sent there. All right, and this is new, the highlighted one. If you don't agree with Biden, you're Bull Connor, George Wallace, and Jefferson Davis, all Democrats, by the way. I didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, we'll take a quickie break. When we come back, uh, we'll start to get close to the end of the show. So line them up if you want to weigh in on redistricting. So which side do you want to be on, Bull Connor or Medgar Evers? I don't know. I have to look up Bull Connor. He's not top of the mind. Sheriff. The the rest of them we know. Remember the Edmund Pettus Bridge when the black people crossed over the Oh, that's him. Okay, I got you. Okay. Uh, We also talked about the Belfont Red Raiders will be coming back thanks to a switch in the school board from more Democratic to more conservative. And Red Raiders will return. They dropped that uh, nickname and their references to Red uh, last year because they thought it it was insensitive to Native Americans, but some new conservatives are in and say that's foolishness, and so they switch, they're switching it back to Red Raiders as of last night. So that happened. Uh, we're talking about redistricting maps. We found a map that shows that Fred Keller would have to run against uh, Mr. Stover. No, uh, Bill Stover was the former mayor of Chambersburg. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Whatever his I name know is. you knew Bill. He was a friend Joyce, of mine. is that it? John Joyce. Joyce, there we go. Okay, thank you. We're blending our Chambersburger leaders. one 800 795 9565 is our t- Okay, so I'm just making stuff up. That's a little bit more plausible. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, one of our listeners, speaking of misinformation, one of our listeners sends us a note, says, in Afghanistan, there is the largest lithium mine in the world. Guess who owns it? Hunter Biden. No, Hunter Baby. It yeah, says. Hunter Baby. Daddy, Daddy owns the big, gets the <laughs> biggest cut of the money. That's why they don't mess with Afghanistan. They're letting all our people there. No consideration for the people. None. So there's some good misinformation for you. Chris, try to dispel some other misinformation. Go right ahead. Oh, boy. It's a long list, isn't I, it? Yes, it's been a bad day for information. Yeah. Uh, about the, the Biden speech, he was talking about one issue there, and that was the voting bill, and also perhaps about the uh, uh, trying to subvert the uh, elect.
election, the last presidential election. And those are the contexts in which you have to look at what he was saying. So he hasn't he totally about. he hasn't totally abandoned his unifying and, tone. Oh, and, yes. Just on that issue. Just a, yeah, yes, that's pr- pretty much it. That was what he was talking about. So you don't have any problem with him characterizing Republicans as being with Bull Connor or with uh, uh, Jefferson no, Davis? No, I was saying that if you're uh, uh, against protecting voting rights, then those are the those are the directions you're heading. Those are the those are the choices that have to be made. Now all this. People get all upset uh, about the voting bill that Democrats want, but I don't think anybody's ever mentioned one thing in there that would subvert democracy or take over the country forever or whatever, like they accuse it of. But let me ask you this and, question, uh, Chris: so Why does what, he? What is it that's objectionable about what's in okay. the? Let's take Bill, Georgia, let's take Georgia for what, that's what I'd I'd like to know. Let's take Georgia for an example. Uh, Georgia, it's easier to vote in Georgia than it is in Delaware, but he doesn't talk at all about Delaware or his own state. You know, they have no drop boxes in Delaware. They have no early voting in Delaware. But yet he wants to go down to Georgia and call the rest of the states who are enacting similar re- legislation to his home state, and he wants to call them uh, vote suppressors. Yes, it's a matter of when you, what you change and what you don't change. But basically, all the Republicans what, are trying to do is, is go back to the way we were. What is the problem with, with the, the bill? The problem with the bill is it's going to ensure Democratic supremacy for the rest of perpetuity. Oh, brother. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's nonsense. You right. don't have anything. <laughs> well, then go back and answer exactly. my question about Delaware. Answer my you, question you about Delaware. It. Answer my question about Delaware. Why isn't he complaining about his own state and the way that their voter suppression? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe the t- because, it's a different uh, state. Because being suppressed in Delaware. They don't have early voting. They don't have drop boxes. If that's a that's suppression, right. if and that's a can, suppression in other states, now no, wait a minute, suppress. Chris. If that's a suppression, if not having them is a suppression in other states, why isn't it suppression in Delaware? Because they're doing it to suppress votes in <laughs> other states. Yeah, the goal. Oh, so if it's that's already done, that's okay. That's not suppressing the vote. But if you're trying to do it's it, that's not, suppressing the vote. If people, the, there doesn't seem to be a problem in Delaware. Nobody in Delaware is complaining about it. Right, they've elected leaders who have kept but this going. But if not having drop boxes and not having early voting is, is a problem in other states, why isn't it a problem in Delaware? Well, if the bill would change it, then that would be changed in Delaware too, right? Yeah, but he so hasn't singled out. He hasn't singled out Delaware. He singles out other states where Republicans have attempted to put the voting back the way it was before the pandemic. No, and gone far the other way too. In what regard? Where in have they terms gone of too restrictive far? voting? Where? Not, what, what not just early voting, but voter ID. The there, overwhelming majority no of people to get the voter ID that they're talking about in Georgia. We already had an argument about right, Georgia. But the overwhelming. He's pe- just using it as an example. The so overwhelming. You, in other words, you can't say anything that's wrong with the with the bill. <laughs> the overwhelming <laughs> majority of exactly. Now let me finish. The overwhelming that's majority of people in this country favor voter identification, right, no and yet the there. Democrats are su- suppressing that. They don't want us to have to identify ourselves when we vote. 
You identify yourself when you vote. They're trying to take away the restrictions so that anybody could vote. They're trying to give the vote to illegal aliens in certain no, cities. They aren't. In certain That's cities, they are. Joe. In Nothing certain in cities, the bill they would are. Allow no, I'm talking about. Vote. I'm talking about certain cities controlled by Democrats, where the 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 topic of letting illegals or undocumented people vote is in local elections is very much on the table. Chris, he's not yes, going to concede defeat. You just have to wrap up. That's legal. Where where is it legal? Why is it legal to allow a non-citizen to vote? Because the state makes the rules for who can vote in local elections, just like the federal government makes rules who can vote in national okay, elections. Okay, so that the rules they make that allow people who are not citizens to vote, they're okay, but the laws that require identification, well, they're not. We can discuss whether they're okay or why they're okay if you want, but the, the point is it's legal, right? And it's not in the national bill that we're talking about, correct? No, it's and not. it's not in the national bill. Joe so doesn't know anything about the voter rights bill. I it. do know about the voter rights what? bill. What? What do you know? <laughs> Name one thing about it. Uh, it's bad. Okay. <laughs> um, well, that is true. <laughs> yes, <Good>. yeah. <laughs> it's bad because you, you name were one thing told about by it. Republicans that it's bad. But you don't know what's in it, and you don't, can't find anything in it. That Fox, you can and you don't know what's suppression. There's no suppression to. in the Republican bills in other states. There's no suppression. There's just guaranteeing the integrity of the elections. Uh, they, oh, they, 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 they move. Uh, they, they move. They move. They make it difficult to vote in certain areas. Thank they you so much, Chris. In, in elections, in citywide elections. Or countywide elections in various states. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for calling in. Much, much, much appreciated. He's cutting you you off, Chris. Well, I have to. I have to tell you, thank you, everybody, for listening. Joe's retirement lengthened weekend begins now. Joe suggested that we contact Congressman Muser, but he said he would come on if and only if he comes on Friday when Joe's not here. Not here. Yeah, well, Dan's trying to avoid me. No, it's just coincidence. All right. All right. Congressman Muser calls us tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. Then Ben and I will argue about redistricting and everything else. And we would invite your input. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury WKOK News Time. It is 10 o'clock. We're going to now start enjoying the Dan Patrick Show.